not live, but we're recording. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so here we're here with Val. How are you, Val? I'm good. How are you? Good. Do you want to just introduce yourself? Let everyone know who you are. Yeah. So my name is Valerie Boyer. Um, I'm an alumni from SLC. So I've taken two programs there. I've done, I started off by doing the BBA program. So Bachelor of Business Administration. And then I did uh, a postgrad in uh, interactive marketing communications. I am C. Yeah, <laughs> the marketing kids here. Um, and then after that, uh, as soon as my co-op finished, I started working um, in Ottawa. So I work at the University of Ottawa now as an event coordinator. Amazing. What kind of events do you coordinate? Um, so I work specifically in the president's office. So we do... Um, do you get your secret service? <laughs> I don't have secret service, unfortunately. No. Not for him. <laughs> secret. But um, <laughs> we do a lot of like conferences. Um, you know, we plan convocation. We do... Um, it's really like every... There's just different stuff that takes place because it's kind of like whatever comes up. Um, if it involves the president uh, or the chancellor, we end up kind of planning it and it usually gets thrown thrown at us. So um, it really varies, but we do a lot of like, you know, town halls, coffee with the president, just things like that. Nice. Yeah. So some smaller events and some big events, a little exactly. bit of everything. Yeah. Some debates, you know, whatever, whatever is like interesting in the world going on. Sometimes we'll do debates on that. Um, so it kind of varies. You never really know what your year is going to look like because there's a few that happen like every year, but then there's always like those ones that kind of get thrown at you. Mm -hmm. So I'm curious, how did you make the switch like going from Kingston to then working at Ottawa U? Yeah, oh my god, it was not easy. <laughs> um, well, all of it was hard to be honest because I feel like I was at SLC for five years, so I like knew, I know the ins and outs of that school and I just everything you know came so kind of naturally for me and I feel like um, it's a very much different environment here at SLC than it is in a big university you know and I felt it was a hard switch for me because I I kind of felt like at SLC because I knew so many people it's like you almost feel kind of like you're famous sometimes because you can like walk down the hall <laughs> like know so many people and you can just like chat with people all the time because it's so much smaller right and mm -hmm. like with like professors like I can their office and be like hey like how's it going like sit down and, and have a conversation and uh same with like I have like several different bosses within SLC like different departments that I've worked for so it's you know it having that close-knit like community type and then going to like a large-scale university where I didn't know anybody you know like I'm I'm like basically I, I arrived there I'm like I'm a nobody so it was a hard shift in that sense um but also the fact that like there's so many different rules that apply in a university that don't necessarily apply um, in, a, in a college. So for, for example, like when I worked at SLC, I felt like I always wore multiple hats. So like, you know, maybe I, I wasn't really good at finance, but if I need to like figure like my budget or something, I'm gonna put that hat on and do that. Or like, I like did events or like marketing, like you always had different hats and you would kind of like, if you had a project, you do all the pieces of it. But then when you're at Ottawa U, there's a department that will handle your emails. There's a department that's going to do your graphic design. There's a department that's like gonna book rooms. Like, you know, you're basically just working on one small piece, like really just the planning, but you have all these different departments that you need to reach out to in a timely manner to like really like 
pull it out, you know? And that to me was a hard shift because I wasn't used to that. Like I remember my first event, I had to create, I had to help create um, menus, but I was just coming up with an idea. I did not have the permission to like go and create it myself, even though I've learned those skills. It's like, no, 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 that's not your job. <laughs> we have a full department that does the menu. And I'm like, oh, okay. <laughs> I'm used to doing all those things myself. So it was hard to get used to that for sure. So like a menu of what people are going to eat? Yeah, like we were having, it was an event that had multiple parts in the day. And at the, in the evening, everyone was going for dinner and we were customizing a menu because it was like already preset but we wanted to design it with the theme of the day and I wanted to do that design, but it was, it's not my role. And I didn't realize that, you know, that it was a different department that handles that. So, so is it possible for you to like, I know you said that there's different departments that do different things, but could you be like, Oh, well, Hey, you know, it's like, I know how to do this. Can I jump in on with you, you know, and uh, help you collaborate um, maybe? Not like, I mean, I think, if it was in a timely, like I needed it done like the day of or two days ahead of time and the department that would usually take care of that is too busy, like they, they can't take on this last minute project, then yeah, potentially I could do it myself, but it always has to go through them first kind of thing. So I mean, that kind of makes sense. Just like even just working in the student association, like we all can take part in the different things because we're closer knit, I think, than like a big school like Ottawa U, but even us, like if we want something graphic, like it goes to a graphic designer. If we want like something that has to do with the front desk, like that goes through Chris, like it's an operation. So that it does make sense just so you're not like stepping on anyone's toes in a sense. Yeah, yeah like, it makes sense. Like everyone is there because they have a job to do. If one person could do everything, then they just, they would only have one person, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So how, how challenging is it to plan events now that events can't happen? Mm. <laughs> <laughs> um, that's a good question. Um, so very challenging because, you know, it hit the whole COVID-19 hit us at a pretty, pretty timing. Like we were just starting to plan convocation, which is the largest events of the Canceled. year. I tried planning that for like the entire university you know, it's an event that deals like almost six days, like it's, it's very long and there's so many different pieces of it and now canceled. And it was also, you know, we were doing a lot of town halls at the time. So there were quite, you know, over a hundred group gatherings. So all of those were canceled. And so now, you know, working in events, you know, <laughs> you want to work from home, but it's like, you don't have any events that are happening anymore in person. So we're basically analyzing what we can shift to virtual so me and my like team members we've been looking at um our events that we had planned coming up and seeing if there's a way to just have it you know be created online um and if not you know we're trying to um figure out if we're gonna like postpone it or just cancel it entirely um but you know we've really taken this time to kind of do the things that we don't usually have time to do so there's so many projects that we've kind of like pushed aside that were more internal for us to help us be better organized when it comes to events, because we all kind of get our own events and we all have our own ways of how we plan things and how we organize our folders. But, you know, when it gets really busy and everyone's kind of working on different things, a lot of things get lost or like some invoices don't get paid, you know, like just little things like that are missed. So we're taking this time to kind of create a system that's super organized that will help us once we get out of this and have more events coming. Um, so like we're creating a guide, we're going over all our processes to make sure that 
how we organize things with different departments is all set in stone. So we understand sort of the process. Because sometimes like, you know, I'm still new. So if I have an event that comes up and I've never done it before, I don't know if I need to submit that information a month before the event goes live to my communications team, or do I have to do it two weeks or one week? Like all those things were kind of unwritten and I would just ask my team members. But when they're really busy, it's kind of like, listen, figure it out, you know? So yeah. it's, it, we're taking this time to be able to like do those things that will help us be a little bit more organized. And like, I've been like cleaning up my freaking, my emails. Like I hadn't done since I started working. So I had like, you know, when you open your emails, there's like 300 old emails that you haven't cleaned out of. So I, I did like a massive cleanup with that in our folders because it like really needed to be done. So it's kind of like taking a step back and working on things that way. And now um, starting to plan, like we're doing a virtual convocation. So we're planning that right now. There's still like different places, different people that we need to be in contact with. So we're trying to keep busy. Yeah, that's what I was going to ask you. If like, what what is like one of the, I guess maybe not biggest, but what is like one of the most challenging events that you've been able to take from physical in person to like digital? To virtual. Yeah. Um, so far, it I really think it would be convocation. Um, that one was definitely most challenging because one, um, we're trying to do what all the other kind of universities are doing because. I we're just like we don't want any um, students coming back and saying why is you know Queens having no convocation and why is Ottawa U having one you know so it was a lot of communication with different schools to see what their plan was and then now that we've have decided to do it virtual um, you know it's hard because there's so much research involved like we've literally been looking at different companies that we can use to try to make it as interesting and fun online like we're looking into like creating Instagram filters for the days, like just things that we have not done at all with the University of Ottawa in the past for convocation. We're trying to incorporate it online. And like right now, we've also decided that we're still gonna have, you know, class presidents from each faculty. So I have to reach out to those departments, you know, they still need to be looking for who's gonna be the class president. And then now they're gonna be doing their speech, but in video format. So now it's like, we're all kind of new to this sort of world and we're all trying to like figure it out together in a timely manner. Mm -hmm. So that definitely has been sort of the challenging part. And still, um, yeah, the, another small thing too is like, because it happened so suddenly, a lot of us didn't have time to kind of transfer like our calls, like our work phone to our personal. So, you know, people who I know their extensions by heart because I'm always contacting them. I don't necessarily know if like they've done that shift, like they were able to transfer, you know, their, their work phone onto their cell phone and they, you know, their cell phones aren't available. So it's, it's just a bit of more of a hassle because you're trying to go through different people to figure out how to contact them instead of email like it's just like all these little things that come into play that you wouldn't think of but it's like oh like it just takes a step back and you're like okay who can I ask who would have this person's phone number it's, it's just like those little things too that I found are, are like are hard to deal with for sure mm -hmm. but it's crazy though because it's like you you're already new and you're already like oh well hey you know it's like you got to figure this out and now you have to figure this out you yeah. know and everyone else is kind of also figuring it out Mm -hmm. So I don't know. I feel like it probably puts you like in a good position, right? You know, it's like, you know, as a new employee, you were able to deal with uh, this COVID crisis. Yeah. You know, I think it puts you in pretty, uh, pretty cool, right? Yeah. Thanks. It's I know like we, there's also a lot of what I've noticed is 
um, big world like conferences that usually are like once a year have shifted to virtual. So now in, rather than being, you know, you have to like purchase a ticket to attend in person, it's free online. So last week, um, I shared this one like with L2, it's called mm -hmm. like PI conference. And like basically all of the speakers who, you know, work for these massive companies, we're talking about how they've shifted their events into virtual. And it like, it's so cool how they kind of like walk you through, they basically walk you through what the in-person experience is and how they can try to replicate that as close as possible online. So it's like, how do you replicate, you know, Q&A, in-person Q&A and interactive, like, you know, when you're in an audience and you're asking questions and you're like having a discussion, okay, how do you do that online? So they're saying like, we've tried to incorporate like polls. We have an online chat that's taking place during all the sessions. We have video forum discussions, like all these little things that like you don't really necessarily think of. Like it's the way they do it was such a cool process. And I was like taking down my notes because I'm like, we need <laughs> like to know what this is. Because <laughs> like it's everyone's kind of going through the same thing and try to, you know, figure it out the best way. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that conference was super useful. I shared it with Raquel from marketing. Mm -hmm. We were both kind of like on and off like we would like switch from one person working one person be on the conference like that kind of thing and it, there was a lot of useful information i think even mm -hmm. just like researching online because you can find a lot of events that are really similar or even just like activities like we're even looking into how to switch like club activities and stuff into an online format and there's yeah. tons of information and it's super super interesting yeah and it breaks up your day too because like you know when you're constantly just like trying to work on like projects on your laptop and stuff it's like you don't get that same feeling of like when you're in the office and you just need like a little bit of a break and just turn to your coworkers and like have a little chat or like walk down the hall and like go see other people and it that breaks up your day and you have like your one hour lunch or whatever but now it's like you're always in front of your computer and it's like hey I'm tired of like staring at my screen and typing like I need to do something yeah. that's different but still considered like work or like personal development so that was really cool and so how much time are you spending on work right now that you're at home um we're doing seven hours a day oh wow so yeah you're getting a full day's worth of work yeah so we have a couple like smaller little projects on the side that we do as well and um at university of ottawa we um i also have like personal development so as soon as january hit I had to kind of like set myself some goals that I wanted to achieve during the year. And then even though with like COVID and everything, like I'm still trying to work towards achieving those. So um, on like when I'm trying to like break up my day to change things up, I'll usually work on that. Like one of the big things for me is emails. You know, I find when I was at SLC, I knew a lot of the people that I would be emailing, like professors, my coworkers, like coworkers, my bosses, and I had a very like chill relationship with them. You know, it was very casual. So when I'm emailing them, I could be like, you know, hey, Dan, what's up? And like, cause Dan was my boss and that's the type of relationship I had. But here, you know, everything has to be very professional and you never know, like maybe I'm talking to a community partner or I'm talking to an alumni or everything has to be very like formal and professional. So that skill for me wasn't super developed. So that's one of my goals is to try to like make that better and have that approach be, you know, like something that just comes naturally. So sometimes when I'm like, okay, like I've done working on this event, I'm going to just start working on that. <laughs> and I'm practicing emails or like doing research on that type of stuff. So that's good. Well, it fills the days like it, it definitely yeah. does. So yeah. it sounds like you're getting a lot of personal development in, which is good. So yeah. just like on that note, what kind of things do you do outside of work to 
like positive things to get you through like these times when you're not yeah <laughs> at home yeah um so for me like I've always been someone who's very very busy and I like to be that I like it to be that way so I also have another job on the side where I do uh marketing for plant choir it, it's my I did my co-op there so I is that the one where the plants make music Yes. <laughs> Who, um, what's the name of the, there was a person that was in my program, AMC, that was with part of that plant choir. Oh, yeah. um, Marnie. Marnie was part of that. Garney, yeah. Marnie, yeah. Marnie, yeah. Um, yeah, that's where I first saw him. She was outside the, the school. There was like something going on. And uh, there was these like things just hooked up to plants and they were making yeah. music. I thought it was so cool. It is, it is. It's super niche and I, I think it's it's hard. It's a concept that not many people have like ever seen before. So it's marketing for it is isn't the easiest because it's like how how do you make people believe you or people people are very skeptical I find and they're are just kind of confused about it. But you know, I have a couple of the plant choirs here at home and sometimes I like take them out of my forest and it's just cool to see like the sounds that like different trees will make. And I have a few plants that I can like hook them up to and a few times I'm like trying to make videos I like put them beside my dogs and then they start like reacting to it and it's it's just funny like I find like it's entertaining to to kind of play with and so I've been doing that a bit on the side but in terms of like at home like like I'm saying I was really busy so I took this time to like empty out my full closet and like get rid of off my clothes like really clean my room and I'm also moving out at the end of the month so I'm trying to start packing for that and I was how is that moving during COVID Especially, yeah. 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 Well, I was supposed to move out back in on April first or March, March twenty eighth, like that last weekend. But mm -hmm. because of everything that was happening, I was kind of like skeptical. I also didn't know how it was, what it was like, because I'm moving into an apartment, and I find like I find it's like a bit trickier in apartment because people are constantly in and out and touching things, and there's a lot more um, yeah. germs. And I also just feel bad for the people who are. Um, like the older people that are living in there, like I don't want to bring in any germs. So I was kind of pushing it off. Um, but, you know, my sister's lease is up at the end of the month and same with my boyfriend. So it just kind of makes sense for all of us to try to move out um, at the same time, I think. And I'm just like looking for a fresh start. Like I'm paying for an apartment. I want to kind of get, make the most, make the mm -hmm. most out of it. The sad thing is like, it's right downtown. It's beside the canal. And I like- nice. I had bought it because I was like, the summertime is going to be great. Like, I'm going <laughs> to walk to work and I'm going to be like all around all these like nice pubs and there's like so many things to do downtown. And then it's like all closed. And I'm like, mm, wait. Yeah. It'll still be nice to get out and walk yeah. or go for like a jog or do something like yeah. in that area. I know my friend, um, my friend Nikki lives in that area and it's so, I'm jealous because she posts pictures of the canal like all the time and just like, the cute things like the city's almost like nice when there's no one in it mm -hmm. you can go like What's, what I, is the general atmosphere of ottawa um <laughs> pardon <laughs> Government yeah. <is> nice. <laughs> yeah i think like i like it because i always consider ottawa as like a bigger kind of a bigger version of kingston um there's always something to do like yeah. I, I literally every time i get downtown like i don't really have any plans in mind of what i want to do but there's something going on like if I go towards like Lansdowne there's always like some sort of like small festival that's taking place or there's like people playing music 
or there's something with like stores, they're all having like their clothes outside on Spark Street. Like there's just always something. So it's like you get downtown to just go for a walk and then there's like tons of people, you know, everyone's happy. Like I really like the the atmosphere, which is really mm-hmm. the reasons why I got my place downtown because currently I live like 40 minutes from mm-hmm. downtown. So I never, never go there in the summer and I always felt like I was missing out. There's like so many different like food festivals and things to try. So It'll be, if we ever get to leave the house, all the things will start happening again. We will, when we get to leave the house. Yeah. One of these days, we will see the sun again. Yeah. Visit you in Ottawa and we'll go eat. Yeah. (laughs) It'll be nice to have that for sure, but Mm -hmm. can you do it? No. It'll happen. I think that's, honestly, that's one thing. I try not to be too optimistic where I'm like, obviously we're not going to get to go outside tomorrow. Mm-hmm. but I know it'll pass like eventually like it's like we're not stuck in here forever so it's just kind of being able to like hang on to the things that I'm doing now that I may yeah. not necessarily doing before like making all my food at home like I haven't been able to eat out yeah. so literally I'm just working and then like I've been working out so much because it's like what else is there to do mm-hmm. so I'm, like trying to hang on to those things once this all, all goes away yeah same here I'm someone who needs to be really busy because as soon as I, and this is why like during my whole like regular life, like I like to stay busy because as soon as I, you know, be quiet and I'm like, just like chilling or watching Netflix, I just like start getting in my head. And then it like makes me sad that I'm like, can't be like social. I can't be like going out or things like that. So it's like, I get so in my head that I'm like, no, I need to like think of a project. Like I need to like, I've started reading books that I've had like in my freaking bookshelf forever that I've never like taken the time to read. So I'm just like up with projects. I'm always on Pinterest looking at things that I could be doing, um, hanging out with the fam because there's five of us here. So <laughs> just so at least you have someone to talk to, you know, yeah. someone to hang out with. Uh, is there something that you guys are doing uh, in the house that just kind of like um, keep yourselves busy or like maybe bond or do some things like that? Yeah, we're all, so me, my sister, and my boyfriend, we're all here with my parents, and we're all working from home, so during the day, we kind of all do our thing. Um, At night, you know, we've been playing a bit of board games, me and my family, um, after dinner. um, We also have three dogs, so sometimes we'll go for a walk in the neighborhood with the dogs, Um, but no, like, my family is also trying to, like, come up with projects, um so they're like cleaning out like my parents have like years and years of stuff that they're like cleaning out through so everyone's kind of doing like their own little projects but we'll have like we we did like something fun two weekends ago where like we pretended like we were all going out for dinner so everyone got like super nice and dressed up for the first time because like half of us ever look like nice anymore Um, (laughs) but we like made like a really nice fondue dinner and oh, like, nice. like the nice table had like wine you know like all these like cute things that you would get in a dinner setting um and then like my mom was pretending like she was like serving us like it was really cute oh, that's and super kind of had like a nice dinner so it kind of breaks it up a bit than eating in every meal in your pajamas um <laughs> so sometimes we'll do things like that just to kind of change it up nice yeah that is one thing i have found is that uh I can stay in PJs and sweats all day. Yeah. You know, it's like I hardly wear jeans anymore. Yeah. And when I do, it's like, oh, wow. It's like, I'm wearing jeans. I yeah. can't. I get sad. <laughs> <laughs> it, it's hard. 
but I'm always finding that I'm not as comfortable. <laughs> as soon as yeah. I put on, I'm like, okay, I'm going to be so productive. Then I sit down and I'm like, nope, sweatpants would be so much comfier right now. <laughs> mm-hmm. True. I'm not wrong. <laughs> Which is going to be kind of crazy when we get back to work. Is there going to be, because like athleisure was like a big, um, like trend that was happening, you know? So it's like, I wonder if there's going to be like a, like a casual athletic wear, you know, it's like mm-hmm. where you can go in the office with like a sweatpant material tie or something. I don't know. Yeah. Well, yeah. Cause there's also a risk of people's jeans not fitting them anymore. <laughs> yeah. I know. I've been afraid to put mine on. <laughs> yeah, like like, me and my mom, yeah. my mom started working out with me because she was like, my jeans won't button up. Like, <laughs> I work out with you. And I was like, okay. Yeah, most, most definitely. My clothes have gotten smaller. Uh, I don't know what it is. I think it's the cold water or something. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it's definitely Better. that. Definitely, but, it's definitely the clothes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but it's crazy because it's like, it's like you're, you're stuck at home and it's like, what are you going to do? Okay, well, I guess I'll eat. Yes. Yeah, right? And my sister is someone who bakes a lot. So every Ooh, that's rough. She's like, ooh, like, what dessert am I making? And she's always like, what dessert do you guys want? I'm like, nothing, because if it's there, I eat it. Like, we made five pounds of fudge. It's like oh. a sale recipe that we had when we were kids and we like decided to make it because we're really creating fudge, but it lasts like three weeks and I just keep eating and I think one fudge is probably a pound. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> There's literally so much sugar in it and I'm like, oh God, like oh. just dangerous. I would die if Kat was here and she was baking for me nonstop. My mom started to, like, she makes bread and stuff sometimes, but, like, not that frequent. I tried to start baking, like, cookies and stuff. I'm a terrible bake. Like, I'm a great cook. I cannot bake for my life. It's because it has to be so exact. It's like, baking is a science. Cooking is an art. Yeah, I'm like, I don't have time. Like, just throw everything in a bowl, mix it up. There you go. Yeah, I know. I'm the same. Cooking, I find, like, I like it because I feel like I know enough recipes that I can just do it without having to really care. And if you add a little bit more of an ingredient, it's not the end of the world. Yeah. And it's just like, I don't know, I, I'm baking, I just don't have like the patience for it. And I, like, everything I've ever baked has not turned out good. So now I'm just like shot. Like I'm like, well, I tried, but I'm not a baker. <laughs> yeah, same. I gave up. Yeah, I made I made a a pound cake the other day, and they call it a pound cake because it's like a pound of butter and a pound of sugar, so that's how delicious it is. Um, yeah, and it turns out that I'm I'm not a bad baker, but it's, I'm I'm working now on because uh, now that I mean school is over for me, so now it's like ah, oh, what do I do? So I'm starting my hand at sourdough. Apparently, you have to. Uh, you have to have like a like a like a like a batch, and it has to keep going. Yeah. You know, uh, so I'm starting that tomorrow. I'm gonna go grab the ingredients uh, and start that up. And it's like it takes seven days for the starter to go, and then and then you can start making cake, uh, bread with it. Oh wow, that sounds like it'd be delicious. Actually. I know. There's one thing that I've tried too. I bought like um I ordered these off Amazon, but they're like um cocktail glasses. And I've been really big with cocktails recently because I usually work as a like a server, bartender on the side, and it's closed now. I work at a golf course nearby, and this is like our busy season. And I was like all excited because I had all these new drinks, but now I can't make them there. So I've been trying to make them at home, like all these like different ingredients. And I'm always like trying things and like making my family try them, and they're like, try a different one, <laughs> or like some are really good, but then some are pretty weird. 
interesting, but it's just fun to like mix those things together. I don't know. I like them. But now's a good time to do that kind of stuff. Yeah, exactly. You know, and you have a perfect audience to test it out on. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You know? Yep. So to coming up with projects that I probably never would have done if this didn't yeah. happen. Same. No, trying exactly. to learn French, guys. Oh yeah. Guys. <laughs> How's that going? Duolingo? I was doing Duolingo, but Val knows this, but it was teaching me the weirdest things. Like it's, it was teaching me how to say like, I am a cat or a woman is eating an orange. And I was just like, I feel like I'm not going to say this very often. So I actually paid for um, Rosetta, Rosetta Stone. Stone? And it's been really good. I can't really say anything, but I can like understand words better. If that makes mm -hmm. sense. Yeah. Yeah. So, like if someone's speaking in French, I can like kind of understand the premise of what they're saying. I just couldn't respond to them yet. Yeah. Yeah. Sometimes I'll put on like music, like French music or mm -hmm. a French movie. Yeah. Um, and I can kind of understand because like I speak Spanish. So some things are similar, not everything, but. Um, there are some similarities and I can pick up on words and if I'm able to get a word or two then I can um, for the most part get like the whole sentence or um, you know the gist of what somebody's trying to say yeah yeah I've noticed that too with Spanish I've tried to learn a few times but I was doing the same like Duolingo and I find like I know a lot of like random things like when I'm traveling I can say like el baño for the bathroom or like yes yeah, and like, you know, like, uh, airport, but like, it's just, I don't, I can't full on have a conversation with someone. Yeah. Yeah. So That's how it is with French. Better. Yeah. I'm a lot better with Spanish. So I actually was trying to learn that first, but then I kind of had like a, like self-reflection and was like, if I'm going to say living in Canada, I should probably learn French first. Especially like job wise, like the industry mm -hmm. that I'm in, I'm like mm, a lot of places. Where Anywhere you want to go, for sure. French, so. You speak yeah. French, Val? I do, and it's that's one of the things at Ottawa U that was like really necessary for my job, and <laughs> something that reminded me that I need to work on my French spelling. Yeah, <laughs> it's perfectly fine, but every time I have to send an email in French, I always have to like double check online to see if I'm spelling things properly and if my, you know, my structure my sentence is good but yeah does grammarly not do french or just does english um it can do french but um i have it set to english right now just to make my because i still make a lot of mistakes in english so i have to to fix that but there's a couple different sites that i use online like reverso um for french sometimes just to double check things um but yeah, that was definitely another thing that I was like, oh man, like it's been so long since I've actually like done things in French. Because mm -hmm. like, five years of school, that was never a part of it. And then it just all came back. So, but it's what's, like, as soon as I'm working in it, like it all starts to come back. What's the importance of French in Ottawa? Because I will be moving to Ottawa in a few months and I don't know any French. Well, it depends where you go. Um, you know, obviously everyone, basically everyone speaks English here. So, uh, but a lot of jobs require um, sometimes bilingual, especially in the government. That's a huge plus. Yeah. Anything that deals with like international really. Um, and then University of Ottawa, everything, any, any job that you usually apply for there requires uh, being bilingual because it is a bilingual institute and 
you have to be able to communicate in both languages. If but I put on my resume, I'm bilingual, like, will they ask me specifically for French? Because technically I am bilingual. It depends. Yeah, it always depends where you apply. But I know, you know, that Spanish might be a plus for some companies, especially if they're doing international. But yeah, it just depends. I know government is mostly French, though. Mm -hmm. yeah. They'll test you on it. Yeah, they'll, <laughs> they'll send you a nice little test and then they'll <laughs> they'll see how you're doing. <laughs> yeah, it's like that. That's the so just refresh Duolingo the night before and be all good. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Look out for like, answers in French to interview questions. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, that was the first time I had an interview for a job that was bilingual and it was really strange it's like someone will ask you um it's like those behavior type questions so someone will ask it to you in english and you have to respond in french oh so wow opposite so someone will say the question in french and you have to like respond in english so oh, wow do you think like think twice or like and i find too like i express myself so much better in english than i do in french so sometimes i remember like they would ask like a specific question and i'm like man, if this question was in English, I feel like I could use all these nice words, but now that it's, in, it's like so basic. <laughs> well, I think that's like until you get like a better like grasp, I guess, or more use out of the French, right? Yeah, exactly. Okay, well, I think we'll start wrapping it up a little bit, but I want us to all go around and just say what the first thing we're going to do when we're out of quarantine. Ooh, do you want to start, Elle? Um, okay, yeah, so I have so many things, but like, <laughs> first thing, I think I want to get my Invisaligns off because they were supposed to come off like two oh, weeks yeah. at, like, after the quarantine started, so I just still have them on my face. Um, and then I would want to like plan a trip either to like Ottawa or Toronto or something like that. Yeah, and like see friends. Yes. Yeah. Okay, someone else's turn. <laughs> okay. Uh, Val? Yeah, Val, go ahead. Okay. Um, oh, it's so hard. I feel like there's so many things I want to do. Um, the first thing, I like, like I need my hair done, like my roots are coming in and stuff. So, um, I feel like I would want to just go out with everybody. Like I just want to go, and I'm hoping that by the time we're out, it'll be like patio season, which I love, and we could just all go sit and kind of like catch up with everybody and actually see and be able to like hug my friends and you know get out of being at home so that's kind of the first thing I want to do is kind of set that up and then yeah I think that would be you know and then get my hair done yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, I that's, can't wait. That's, that's definitely the first thing I'm doing is I'm gonna go get my hair did I'm yeah. gonna go get a nice hot shave because you yeah. know and um <laughs> maybe a tattoo or something, you know, mm -hmm. like definitely go to like a bar or a restaurant, something where there's a lot of people, you yes. know, and also mm -hmm. like my hair, like, oh, it's rough. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what I can already tell, like by the time this is over, I'm going to need such, such good touch-ups. <laughs> oh, same, like, because I had like the red, I got like, like red tone all mm -hmm. over my head, so I already have like, it was like already lighter at my roots because it was my bare hair that got the red. So it was like a line of red. And then I have like my dark hair coming back. So it's like lines. 
God that you can't see it. I'm just like, I was just like, oh, it's so bad. Like my parents always like jump and laugh about it. <laughs> I was just like, I know. <laughs> so Val, where can people find you if they want to reach out to you even about Ottawa or just be your friends? Yeah, so um, really any um, social media, like Instagram is really good. Um, or even LinkedIn, if it's like about jobs or, um, you know, if anyone's interesting in opportunities in Ottawa, you know, I might be able to connect them with the people from the department. So LinkedIn and probably Instagram would be the best for me. And what are those handles? Um, oh man, okay. I can Let's... link your Instagram, your LinkedIn. I can link your LinkedIn in the bio. Yes, so and then Instagram, I think it's just Valerie Boyer 7 Okay, I'll link that too. I think, I don't know. I don't even know my own LinkedIn, my own handle, but something like that. <laughs> you... Yeah, we'll figure it out. It'll be in the yeah. bio. <laughs> exactly. Awesome. And then Danny, what about you? Um, at uh, no middle name thirteen, you can find me. Follow me there. Instagram. Perfect. I don't think I don't have a LinkedIn. I think I have one, but I'm not. No. I don't know how LinkedIn works. <laughs> <laughs> Um, and then people can find me at L Isadora on Instagram. I mean, you can connect with me on LinkedIn too. I don't usually plug that, but it's smart, Val. So. <laughs> um, and then also make sure to follow podcasts, SA Voice Podcast, follow the Student Association at SA underscore SLC. So we're constantly putting updates and fun activities. We're going to have some virtual events on there too. And yeah, I think that's about it. So thank you both so much for coming. Thank you. All right on. Thanks, Val. Thanks for having me. No problem. <laughs> Bye. Bye, everybody. <laughs>